0: Hey everyone, I'm Brandon Knight and this is My Seminary Life, the show where I recap the things I'm studying in grad school right now. Let's get started. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to My Seminary Life. We are continuing our study of systematic theology 2 this week by talking about anthropology, answering the big question what is a human? Big question that Blade Runner has made us ask time and time again. What is it to be human? What does it mean to be a human? And very specifically, because obviously this is a big sci-fi conversation that happens all the time in your favorite sci-fi flick and books, and you can head on over to the other show I'm on, Systematic Ecology, to hear more conversation from that perspective. But coming at this from a theology perspective... Not only what is a human, but what role does sin play in being a human? Do you have to sin in order to be a human? That's our conversation today. That was our conversation and our readings this week over in our class. Each week we're going to have a forum post discussion wrestling with some big theological question. And that was this week's conversation. Thank you all for coming back. Please make sure that you are uh, dropping in for every episode, including our new series, One More Thing, where we highlight, uh, we're highlight. we going to be highlighting specific terms that are frequently used throughout uh, theological studies to help us all understand these terms better and what we mean when we talk about them. But today is all about anthropology, the study of humans. What does it mean to be a human? This was the question presented to us in our forum discussions it was interesting to see how everybody interpreted interpreted this question and then attempted to try and answer this question because everybody kind of came at this from different perspectives this is an issue i've ran into before with this class is that sometimes i don't want to say that the questions are open to interpretation or or you know open to be answered in several different ways. But from the wording, sometimes it's like, what exactly are you looking for here? Like, what is it that you want us to answer that, um, in this question? Because it's just, it's just worded poorly, maybe. The, uh, for example, one of my classmates, they really focused on the free will aspect of the conversation. Being able to choose, sin, choose God, being able to make choices for ourselves, how does that play into being a human over any other form of creation or creature? And then there was my other uh, classmate who focused a lot on the image of God. What does it mean to be made in the image of God and, you know, the spiritual applications of that, the philosophical applications of that, how that would be part of of what makes us human over everything else. So you have free will, you have the human, or excuse me, the image of God aspect of humans. And then there was my answer, and my answer was wrestling with actually formulating a definition of what is it to be human. What is it to be human? And not just a definition, but a definition that is rooted in Scripture and in the example of Jesus. I'm not trying to diss on my classmates because, again, because of how these questions are sometimes worded, it's like, what exactly am I supposed to be telling you here, professor? My answer does involve choice. My answer does involve the image of God. But I was trying to come up with a working definition of what is it to be human? A human is this. That's what I was trying to go for. We'll see how I do on the assignment. But let's get on with the definition now. What is it to be human? Erickson writes, A human is a complex being whose nature is not reducible to a single principle. So in other words, this is a complicated conversation that is going to take more than a thousand word forum post and a 20-something minute podcast to be able to really work out. But we're gonna take and we're gonna take our best shot at this, like I did this week in my class. We're gonna take our best shot at this. I do not believe, right off the bat, I do not believe that you have to sin in order to be a human. Do humans sin? Yes, absolutely. But you do not have to sin in order to be a human. That's important. You do not have to sin in order to be a human. Because when you go back to the original creation, God created humanity without sin. Sin was introduced afterwards. So in God's original design, sin was not one of the core elements used to create humans. It's kind of like the Powerpuff Girls. Sugar, spice, everything nice, and then accidentally added Chemical X. Not that God accidentally introduced sin into the equation, but God created humans with certain. God created humans with certain ingredients, and then sin got introduced. So now we do sin, but that is not part of our core identity of what makes us a human. God created hum- humanity in His image. In His image, this is the first big ingredient that we have for what is a human. A human is someone who is a creature that is made in God's image. And the image of God as being defined in this class is live in harmonious relationship, interpersonal relationship, equal in personhood and importance, and different in role and authority. Humans are creatures that are made to relate to one another. They have equal value, but have different roles. So that is step one. What is a human? A human is a creature that is made in the image of God, meaning that they are relational in nature. We have different roles to play out, but we all have value, the same value. There's a lot packed in to this first main ingredient, that humans are made in the image of God. This separates us from other forms of creation. This is what puts a high value on humanity over plants and animals and space. Because even though we may not be as gorgeous as a sunset or as cuddly as a dog or whatever, We bear the image of God in relationship, in value, and in what we do. And that separates us from the rest of creation. So that is step one. We are made in the image of God. Humans are made in the image of God. Which drastically should affect how we treat other people, Christian or not. Because everyone is made in the image of God. Sometimes it's really hard to relate to other people, Christian or unsaved. Either way, sometimes it's really hard to have a relationship with these people. And what we need to do is to be able to remember that that human, like this human talking right now, are both made in the image of God. And so they have worth, they need to be in relationship, and they have a purpose in life. What makes a human a human is that they are made in the image of God and, ingredient number two, they have a soul. They have a soul. But, this is Grudem, but if we define our soul as we have in this chapter to mean the immaterial element of our nature that relates to God and lives forever, there's a punchline there I'm going to hold off on, but that is what we are defining as the soul. It is an immaterial, a spiritual aspect of ourself that relates to God. We are made in the image of God, and we have this spiritual aspect of us that relates to God. And I'm going to hold off on explaining more on the soul now. Come back on Wednesday for one more thing where we're going to spend some time defining what the soul is. So I'm going to put that conversation on pause, and we'll come back to it, get you a good talk about the soul here in a bit. I would like to Go ahead, though, and recommend, if you ever want to have a more in-depth kind of look at the soul and death, check out David Crowder, yes, that David Crowder, the musician, his book, Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven, But Nobody Wants to Die, as it wrestles with uh, issues of the soul, what is the soul, why do we celebrate death, you know. Where does the soul go? It covers a lot of those topics. It's a heavy read, but it was a good read. I would recommend that. But again, we'll hit you up with some more talk on the soul here on Wednesday. So what is a human? A human is a creature that has been made in the image of God and has a soul. And with this idea of the soul, the rest of that quote from Grudem... That is an immaterial part of us, spiritual part of us that relates to God. The punchline of that qu- of that um, quote is that humans have it, animals don't. That's always the long-standing um, understand uh, question within. You know, eventually everybody gets to that question of: Will there be ha- animals in heaven? Do dogs have a soul? Things like that. As we defined it in the class with the readings, the answers would be well. The answer would be no. That animals don't have a soul. They seem to have, especially higher developed ones, seem to have some form of a higher intelligence than other forms of animals. But um, no, dogs don't have souls. <laughs> Sorry, I know. Will there be animals in heaven? I guess God could create animals, and there could be. They're just already there waiting for us. We could always hope for that, right? Anyway, so a human is a creature that is made in the image of God, meaning that they are relational, have a purpose, and have value. They have a soul, an immaterial uh, immaterial, spiritual aspect of them that relates to God. And finally... We see that... I gotta get back to my notes here. Humans are creatures that are made to relate to one another. They have value, but have different roles. And the third aspect is this. Humans have the ability to choose. And this is where we get into the whole free will, my... uh, Classmate who was talking about free will in the class. Another aspect that makes a human a human is that we have the ability to choose. Now, this is a huge conversation, <laughs> this part, let alone the soul part, but the concept of free will and choice is a huge, huge conversation within. Christianity within philosophy? Do we have free will? Do we have the illusion of choice? Whatever it may be, here's some of the scriptural support for why I would say that part of being a human is the ability to choose. It's because Adam was given the task in the garden in Genesis chapter 2, to name the animals, which would mean to me that he had to use his brain to make a decision on what to call the animals. Adam and Eve in Genesis 3 both made the choice to sin. They had to make a decision to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of true, a knowledge of good and evil. Like this is, there seems to be, even in the original design, going back again to the original design of humans, this seems to be a baseline requirement is that we have the ability to choose. Is it an illusion of choice? Is everything predetermined? Whatever. We seem to have the ability to choose some form of a decision for ourselves, and that's important. So a human is someone who is made in the image of God. Is a creature that is made in the image of God that has a soul and has the ability to choose. And for me, what became important at this point in the forum post was that then I needed to be able to take this working definition and be able to apply it to Jesus, the second Adam, the the God-man who is truly God and truly man. So, if this working definition lines up with Jesus, then I think I have a decent definition. So, is Jesus made in the image of God? I would say yes, because the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, incarnate, tabernacled. So, Jesus being born in human likeness was made in the image of God when that happened. He is God already, but he takes on the human creaturely aspect of being relational. He did have disciples, of having value and having a purpose. Definitely had a purpose while he was here on the earth when he was born. So is Jesus made in the image of God? I would say yes. Does Jesus have a soul? And again, we're going to talk about this more on Wednesday. But I would say the answer is yes, because as he was about to die on the cross, he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Is a spirit and a soul the same thing? Come back on Wednesday and find out. But for now, the answer I'm going to say is, for this argument, the answer is yes. Spirit and soul is the same thing. We're going to get more into it on Wednesday. So, does Jesus, is Jesus made in the image of God? Checks the box. Has a soul. Seems to check the box, because he does commit it to God, to the Father, right before he dies. Does Jesus have a choice? And this was the one, initially, as I was trying to wrestle with my answer, that I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to prove or not. Because, again, the Conversation of illusion and conversation of free will is an illusion, blah blah blah, is very complex. So, and when you're dealing with the God man, truly God, truly man, who is trying to fulfill his purpose of being the reconciliation for our sins, can you say he ever made a choice in his life? I would say yes. That Jesus wasn't necessarily a thousand percent bound to one very specific set of events. He made a choice, and the proof I will give you here, temptation in the wilderness. Temptation in the wilderness. It does speak to the fact that Jesus was tempted to sin, and therefore he had to choose how he would respond to those temptations. We know very specifically of these, Jesus is a human, so he has to have been tempted in other ways. I do believe that is a verse, folks. So I would say, yes, Jesus checks the box. He has the ability to choose Because he has to be able to have the ability to choose. He has to be the perfect replacement for us. He has to be truly God, perfect, but also truly man in order to live the life for us. He has to be a replacement for our sins. He has to have experienced being tempted So, did Jesus have to make a choice to be able to sin or to obey the Father? The answer is yes. He was just perfect and able to always choose the right answer. (laughs) He was always able to choose to obey the Father rather than sin. So, what is a human? A human is a creature that is made in the image of God, has a soul, and has the ability to make choices. Jesus also made in the image of God, had a soul, and had the ability to choose. And that is what I would like to present to you as the definition of a human. That is a human. And going back to what I talked about briefly at the beginning of all this, I think this should really affect how we treat other people. I know I have conversations with people sometimes, and I will say or they will say, man, I'm just really over human beings. I'm just just so over it. And this is going to make me sound like Mr. Spock a little bit, but working with this understanding of who humans are has made me appreciate love and want to have more mercy towards other humans it's hard it's hard you're talking you're listening to a guy who works in retail y'all like it's hard it's not easy to love on other humans to treat them with value to honor their choices to you know value the fact that there is an immaterial aspect to them that is relating to God or maybe not relating to God right now, and that matters. But we need, I would hope that if you're listening to this today, that the being able to sit and think for a moment of like, what is a human? What is it to be human? That that maybe has affected you as well. Of helping you see again that there is some value. There's a lot of value towards humans. And yes, we're rotten. And yes, we mess up. And yes, it's hard to get along with us. But we need to be able to care about one another. We need to be able to bring, yeah, we need to be able to care about each other and bring love and grace and mercy towards each other because we are all creatures who have been affected by sin. Sin is not a... Again, sin is not a part of this equation in the original design, both in the original Adam before the fall and in the second Adam in Jesus. Sin is a distortion of all of these things. Sin now makes all these things, this working definition complicated because it has damaged our ability to choose, it's marred our image and how we relate to one another, it's separated our soul from the Father, we need to get back to caring about each other. We need to get back to valuing humans. And that's all I got for you today on the My Seminary part, so now let's bounce over to the My Life part. My arm is killing me right now. I got my booster yesterday, and uh this time, thankfully, I got the cool walgreens band aid i didn't I haven't gotten the cool walgreens band aid yet, so I got the cool one on right now, but my arm still hurts hopefully it'll hopefully it'll go away. I hope <laughs> I've gotten more shots and vaccines this year than I have in probably the past like ten years of my life, which probably means I'm behind on some shots, but whatever. Today, um, sorry everybody, but Claire and I and my brothers are going to go see the new Scream movie. We uh, watched the first two this week, and they were a lot of fun. I was told the third and fourth one are pretty skippable, so I don't know if we're going to get around to those at any point. But we're going to go see Scream 5 tonight, or this afternoon rather, because we're not dumb. We're not going to go at night. We're going to go during the middle of the day and then keep all the lights on (laughs) when we go to bed. But it should be a lot of fun. Tomorrow, my small group is coming over, and we are going to continue our study through the book of Colossians. We started the book of Colossians last time we met this month. We're gonna be looking at the preeminence of Christ, which is which has been a lot of fun to sit down and study and prepare for. So I'm excited for it. And it's charcuterie board night. So we're gonna have, you know, basically super lunchables all night. It's gonna be A great time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, then please take a moment to rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now, or head on over to the My Seminary Life Facebook page where you can write a recommendation on there as well. You can also follow us on Instagram at My Seminary Life Pod for other fun updates throughout the week. And more than the recommendation, I would really appreciate it if you told someone you knew about the show. Word of mouth is the best way to advertise for this show. And finally, you can follow me, Brandon Knight, on Instagram and TikTok at just.brandon.k for other fun faith-based content. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brandon Knight. Keep on studying.